This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Look back for Arfield. What a bowling! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. It's on the outside. He's on. Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Yes, hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of our game on Monday night against Nottingham Forest at the City Ground in the Premier League. Finally, the Premier League is back. It feels like ages. It always does, doesn't it? I know it's only one week without football. Obviously, it's a two-week gap and this time we're not playing until Monday, so it feels even worse. It still feels like ages away since we're playing and I'm recording this on Thursday night, so Yes, technically, it's still ages away. It's just mad. It's just mad. It's infuriating. But I'm uh, pleased to say I'm joined by Thomas from the Nottingham Forest 1865 podcast. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good, thank you, mate. Just before we get started, obviously, 
I just want to quickly mention to everybody, obviously the, the long-time listeners of the podcast will be aware, but we're pleased to announce that this season, Turfcast will be sponsored by Green King Sports, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Burnley fixture over the 23-24 season. And that, of course, means the Monday night one. There was some confusion, actually, on, on the Burnley um, hashtag, Twitter clarets, that this game wasn't on, because I think originally it wasn't supposed to be on due to some cricket or something, and that's why it was moved to Monday. But it has now been picked up. It is now on TV. It will be shown on Monday night. Um, so Green King Sports pubs are showing this game with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK. It doesn't matter if you're based in Burnley or Brighton. You can watch every single minute of the action Keep an eye out during the season for events, offers, content and competitions that put you closer to the action. I'm pleased to say as well that these offers um, will be coming up soon. You'll hear some offers um, soon coming from uh, Green King for our fans and for away fans, anyone who listens to the podcast. Uh, more on that as we get it. Anyway, let's get into the pre-game show. Thomas, um, obviously a good start for you guys this season. Obviously, last time out beating Chelsea at Chelsea. Um, very unlucky uh, at Manchester United. Raced into a two-goal lead. And uh, if it wasn't, you know, VAR, I won't get into it, obviously. Um, but very unlucky. Um, beat Sheffield United at home. Probably expect to be beating them. Uh, but losing to Forest um, away on the opening day, again, probably expected that as well there. So what are your thoughts on the start to the season that you've had so far? Um, pretty good. When the fixtures come out June time, I was bricking it a bit, thinking, God, that's a tough start because um, our away record last year was pretty abysmal. We only got, um, I think it was eight points on the road and one win came against uh, Southampton, who were pretty awful last season. Um, so, yeah, I was fearing the worst, but, um, I mean, first game of the season against Arsenal, they raced into a 2-0 lead and you think, oh, here we go again. Then we gave a good account for ourselves in the second half and got an equaliser. And I think they were like thinking, let's shore it up a bit because I think they took one of the attackers off and brought Gabriel on. So it was unlucky against Arsenal. Then we played Man U. And like I said on our podcast, um, after the game, you've got to have everything aligned at Old Trafford and more to get anything out of the game. And um was really good first half. Then just things didn't go in our favour. Second half, then um, mm. beat Sheffield. United um, in between those two games, which I think um, they're going to be one of the teams uh, fighting relegation. They played Chelsea, which I think Chelsea could be still playing now and wouldn't have scored. I mean, they had all the ball, but the amount of chances they squandered, and we got like a, um, a goal through Alanga just after half time. And yeah, yeah, we, we've started the season um, really well. I mean, in pre-season, we had a couple of iffy results and we're probably fearing the worst that what might happen. But um, I think they've... Yeah, I knew we had to do it last season in terms of all the signings and everything. But I think there's been a bit of precision with these signings of identifying what we need and who we need, etc. And uh, we're going to the game on Monday. I mean, the Premier League is a really hard uh, hardest league in the world, isn't it? So, but mm. I think we're like quietly confident on Monday without getting to above a uh, station. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, hopefully, we've had a poor start, so I can understand why 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 you would think that. Um, but obviously, we, we we are looking at this game, not necessarily thinking, yeah, we can win, but thinking, right, this is more going to be a test of where we are because it's difficult for us as fans and for anyone really to gauge where we're at at the minute because we played Man City, Villa. 
Um, and who else? Tottenham. Blocked that game out of my mind. 5-2. Ridiculous. Um, so this one's more of a, a of our level. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, at the bare minimum, we, we put up a decent fight and we don't have to get carved open like we did in the last three. Um, but you mentioned there, obviously, quietly confident and stuff. Um, before the start of the season, I had Forrest as one of the teams that we should be aiming to be finishing above. Like Not finishing above in that sense that we should be. But if we finish above Forest, then we're going to stay up, sort of thing. So, like, we can aim to finish in and around this team and hopefully finish above them. Um, but you've had a, you know, some decent performances, like you said, beating Chelsea, unlucky at Manchester United, and a win against Sheffield United. Have your expectations changed now? Then I, I, I think at the start of the season you probably would have took staying up, whereas now are you, are you thinking maybe push on to to mid table? Um, yeah, I mean, no disrespect, we to the teams who have come up. Uh, like yourself, Sheffield United and Luton, because we was basically at that point last season, and we had a bit of, like a few iffy games at the start of the mm. season. You guys, where's the next few points going to come from? And we was like fearing at one point that we won't get above the eleven points what Derby set in the oh seven oh eight season. So I can kind of like appreciate where you where you're at as a football club. Um, so. Having seen like Luton, which no respect to him, I, I don't think they're good enough. Um, and they've had an unbelievable um, going like to a non-league and coming up the league and getting to the, yeah. the Premier League. It's an un- unbelievable achievement from a club who's probably really punching above the weight in terms of where they are. So um, I, I'd say survival at the start of the season. Yes, I would have. That would have been the target, but having seen what's in the league and who we've played this season, and not really, we've gone there fearing them kind of thing, and then it's turned out we've had a few decent results in it, um, etc. I'd say if anywhere between 14th and 12th, that'd be steady progression this season, but yeah, we'll just see what happens because you can kind of have like targets, and sometimes you. You might have like a, a run of results and you're back into the relegation mix. So, but yeah, the start of the season, I would have said survival, but looking at it now, I'd probably say like mid table, around about 12th to 14th. Yep, fair enough. Obviously, it's, it's a, a great what um, a couple of wins can do for your confidence, isn't it? Especially with somewhere like Chelsea. So, you know, not, no, no qualms of you, you know, predicting something like that. You know, I think I remember last time we won at Chelsea, we ended up finishing seventh that season. So, you know, it just shows what can be done if you get some good results and a good start as well. Because two wins already, you know, I'd, I'd bite your hand off for that right now in the position that we're in. Admittedly, played one game less, um, but we, we've obviously already played this this season in the League Cup and Burnley coming out winners with a late goal from uh, Zeki Amdune. Uh, but both sides did play weakened teams. Uh, I'm not sure how weakened yours was. Will be to the normal one, but do you think that game would be a a fair reflection as as to where you are, or do you think because you you played the majority of, of your of your fringe players, it'd be unfair to look at that game. Um, yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, we there was some like first team players in there. Then we played Chris Wood, who's um, he had a bit of a slow start, but he's like he's got he's had a really good preseason, got himself fit, scored yeah. the winner with United. <clears throat> so he started the game, um, and Alanga played. It just like it was just one of those games where um, like nothing really happened in the game until like the last minute or so when you uh, nicked it with a one 0 win. So I don't think you can really like base too much on that game of what's going to happen on Monday because I think we're going to play a couple at least of the new signings who were made on deadline day. 
and no doubt Awani will start who he come on against Burnley in the uh, in the cup and Gibbs White was the same um etc and we've lost Johnson who's signed for Chelsea uh, sorry signed for Tottenham on deadline day so yeah I, we're a lot stronger this side of the um transfer window than one was before it so I think it's going to be a completely different game on Monday against you. Yeah, fair enough. That's understandable. I was going to ask you about that actually. So I'm glad you brought it up. Obviously, Brian Johnson leaving. I'll be honest with you. Like, I've got I've got nothing against Forest at all. But obviously, when you're in a position where you're probably going to be fighting relegation, I think you know some Burnley fans uh, will start accepting that now. That those of us, including me, um, that were potentially looking a little bit higher at the start of the season. But when, when, when you saw Johnson, I remember thinking that's 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 a team that could be down there getting weaker. But obviously, you're saying now you think you're stronger. You said off-air just a minute ago, it's probably one of the strongest sides you've seen since, since the mid-90s for, for Forrest. What makes you stronger now? Because obviously, he was, a very, he was very good, wasn't he, Johnson? Obviously, that's why he's got the move to Tottenham, scored a lot of goals last season. So, who is it that you've brought in? Have you, have you just used that money to fill some gaps in other areas? Is that why you've got stronger? Yeah, yeah pretty much. I mean, uh, we needed to... Because a few of the lone players went back. Henderson went back to Man United, then he signed for Palace. Navas went back to PSG. Renan Lodi, um, he initially went back to Atletico Madrid because he was on loan, then he signed for Olympic um, Marseille. So we needed to fill some gaps there. So it was a bit of a slow window to start with. We've got Olerina, who was on a free contract from Torino, who's had spells at Chelsea and Fulham. We've got him in. And we've got um, Matt Turner in the goalkeeper because we didn't have um, a decent goalkeeper, let's say. And then we've got Anthony Alanga in from Man United. So, uh, but we was, at the start of the season, there were still gaps what we needed to fill. So, with Johnson going, because we, we spent a lot last summer and in January, so we're probably cl close to FFP. But with mm. Johnson going, like, I think it's the deal all in all is 50 million. So that will, because um, it's, it's from the academy, it's pure profit, so it looks good on your FFP sheets. So we could go out and spend again. So we've got Ibrahim Sangar, who a lot of the big clubs were like, sniffing around during the summer, like Bayern Munich. We managed to get him from PSV for £30 million. Um, we had, we've got Gabriel Montiel in from Sevilla, who scored the winning penalty for Argentina in the last World Cup. Um, we've got Nicolas Dominguez, which was a straight swap. Uh, Remo Freud, who's gone back to Bologna. Um, so he's back in uh, Serie A now. And then we've got um, Callum Hudson-Odoian. So there's, there's quite yeah. a few players who have actually used the money and have filled the gap. So the strength in depth is pretty decent now. We've got Divock Origi on loan for the season. And we've got um, Vasilius Okadimus, who's the Greek number one. So we've got two top goalkeepers in now. So, um, yeah, it's just a matter of like strength and depth because at the start of last season, you look at the bench and when things weren't going well for us, we just didn't, didn't have the strength and depth. And now we have, I mean, um, against um, Chelsea, we had the likes of uh, Felipe on the bench who used to play for Atletico Madrid and Moussa yeah. Niacati. probably like our first pick at uh, centre-half and um, Chris Wood, etc. So we have got the strength and depth now, which is needed in the Premier League if you want to stay one stay in the Premier League and then obviously keep yourselves um, away from the relegation zone. 
Yeah, fair enough. I do want to mention last season, so I'm glad you mentioned it in passing there. Um, obviously, ended up staying up, obviously, because you know we're playing this weekend. Um, but it was a slow start, wasn't it? There was a lot of, I think you said earlier in the podcast or off air that you were panicking um, after the start of the season that you had. Some Burnley fans probably in a similar position. Now, look, judging by the games coming up, because after you, we've got to play Chelsea, Manchester United and Newcastle United with a looting game in there, that we could well be at the end of that run now with one point, for example. So we're going to be in a similar position, if not worse, than what you were last season. What got you out of it? Like, what got you out of it? Was it just sticking by Cooper? Because there was a lot of a lot of talk about Cooper getting sacked, and obviously it wasn't. Not that I think we'll sack company, um, especially with the money that we've spent um, this summer. What what got you out of it? Did, did you just click? Did company just change things? Sorry, not company. Um, Cooper, did, did you just change things slightly? So, how Burnley are playing at the moment very much reminds me of us last season at the start. So, you basically, you blitz the, the championship. We basically blitz mm. the championship from, like, I'd probably say the November till the end of the season. We just got on a run and everything. Can you think that you can have that philosophy and that mentality of going into the Premier League and sticking to your principles? And you try and do that, but then you get hurt. Uh, because of the quality. I mean, you can make the odd mistake in the championship and not get punished. Make a mistake in the Premier League and you're done for. And there was a few games last season where the first goal went in, then the second, then the third, then the fourth. And it was like a rabbit's in headlight moment. So um, Cooper changed his ideals, if you know what I mean. He's the mentality and we've gone a bit more resolute and like 11 men behind the ball and just stuck um, at it and I don't deep down I don't think he wanted to play like that but it was a case of playing like that just to stay in the Premier League and our home mm-hmm. form was a factor that, that got us through plus the atmosphere of the city ground and away from home even though away from home and weren't great but the fan power at the city ground was phenomenal it's like a lot of the pundits and the media were saying the atmosphere at the city grounds probably one of the one well, if not the best Premier League last year. So, yeah. um, yes, just sticking together and everything. There was a few occasions last season where Steve Cooper was really on the brink, especially against, um, we played Leicester at the start of the season and we lost 4-0. And, I mean, it, it's not a local derby, but it is geographically. Yeah. Obviously, our derby is against derby, but the thing is, though, there are a few <laughs> divisions away from us at the moment. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, to lose that wasn't nice. And um, later in the season, we played Leeds at Elland Road and was awful. And I thought that was the night that we was going to go down um, because we was awful in the game. Lost 2-1 and I thought Cooper was going to go then. But um, we, the ownership had a statement that says things have got to improve. And thankfully... Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, just the whole club was just galvanising. Like, you got Steve Cooper and everything and the affinity, what he has on the fans in the city. is like, that's got him through and mm. now the club have backed him again and I think it's just going to be steady progression um, now and see where it takes us. Do you think you can get to that next level with Cooper or do you think you would need to get somebody else in? And by that next next level, I mean sustaining yourself as a top-half club or, or maybe even pushing for Europe. It is, the thing is with Cooper, he's an unbelievable coach. And he's proven that on the international stage with the um, um, England under twenty, sorry, the England under seventeens, with um, when they had the likes of Phil Foden there and Morgan Gibbs White, etc. So mm. he can coach, 
real like high profile players in terms of ability and everything. So, and he is a fantastic coach and he is adaptable. So, at the moment, I'm going to say yes because with that better player and that better personnel at his disposal, he's only going to excel as a coach. So, um, and I think anybody in any walk of life, if you've got the tools to do the job and you are a talented coach or whatever, then you are going to excel. So at the moment, I'm going to say, yes, you will excel and trying to get Forrest into that like next batch of teams in terms of um, being like a decent mid-table side, like a palace, for example. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I always I always find it interesting because I know a lot of teams want to get to the next level and then they'll end up thinking, well, this manager isn't the manager to get us there. So it's good to see that the fans do think he, he can get you there. I just want to go back as well briefly because um, you mentioned um, the way that Burnley playing at the minute and then Cooper changed it even though he didn't really want to. I feel like we're in that moment right now with Vincent I think we've come up like you said but we've played this free-flowing attacking football and we've just been cut open in the Prem doing it uh, and there's been quite a lot of sort of like talking points like for example his, his refusal to play an actual left back at left back um, um, dropping Arinette Mioric who were fantastic last season for us with James Trafford who did very well you know in, in League One with Bolton uh, and with the England 21s winning the Euros or the World Cup, whatever it was. I think it was the Euros, wasn't it? Um, but he's come in and he's, and he's looked a little bit sort of like just quite not ready yet. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he does change his philosophy a little bit and change things up a little bit. But Cooper's a good case study for that to, to, to say, that, say that it could work, Cooper and Forrest. But I do like to get other fans' opinions on Burnley as well. So... And you kind of mentioned it already, like you feel like we might need to change the way we play a little bit. But what are your thoughts on on the starts of the Premier League that we've had? Because obviously it's been difficult. Um, and do you think that we, you know we're good enough to get out of it, or do you think we're going to struggle? Um, I I think because I've got a mate who's a Man City fan, and um, so when Vincent Company is a very intelligent footballing man, yeah, he is. So I, I think it, it all does. Vincent Company, if he's going to be, if he's willing to adapt, then you'd be fine. But if he's going to be a bit stubborn and and stick to his principles, you might you might have a problem with that. And um, because, like you said, you're not playing a left back at left back. We had an example last season where there's a couple of games where he tried to integrate Jesse Lingard, Morgan Gibbs White, and Brennan Johnson, who all three of them are not an out and out striker, and it ultimately mm. did. A- in games and we just got uh, picked apart and we did we had quite a bit of the ball in in certain matches in certain periods 
but then we didn't have that killer instinct to um, score a goal, for example. So, yeah, if if he's willing to adapt, you'd be fine because I do think he is a talented footballing personnel um, at the, um, at Burnley. But it all depends with Vincent Company. But I wouldn't press the panic button just yet. But I say give it a month, and if same things the the thing what you want don't want to happen is be cut adrift yeah because, exactly. uh, i think you you i know you've only got a point but the teams are in and around you've like got three points four points so one win it will get you there kind of thing um because there was a lot of games well there's a lot of times last season where we didn't win for a lot of games and you just don't want to be cut adrift and mm. just before we wrapped up for the world cup we played Palace and beat them 1-0. And it just got us out of the relegation zone. So psychologically, it just gives you that like bit of confidence to come back uh, to um, after the World Cup. And I think we played like the likes of um, Leeds and Leicester in quick succession and played Southampton as well. And we managed yeah. to get through the, um, sorry, nine points out of those three games. Um, so like I said, just don't, like be cut adrift and you never know one win might just take you out of it and just give you that bit of confidence but I think he's just yeah he's just got to be adaptable in the Premier League and I know it's if he's got principles and he wants to stick by the principles that's all well and good but for the, for the good of Burnley to stay in the Premier League he might have to adapt a bit like we did last season Yeah that's my worry to be honest getting cut adrift because like I said yeah we've got Forest, but it's a way you've just beaten Chelsea so you know say for example if you win that 1-0 no one's going to bat an eyelid at that Uh, then we've got the likes of Man United, Chelsea, Newcastle uh, and Luton all all within the next four games so we could easily be cut adrift this time in another four or five games and last time we were in the Premier League and we got relegated we got relegated because we got off to a slow start and we got cut adrift and we're playing catch-up. When you're playing catch-up, there's more pressure. When there's more pressure, you make mistakes. People like James Halkowski and Ben Mee very rarely make mistakes. We're making stupid mistakes. And that's why yeah. we ended up not really getting out of it and getting dragged into it. So it was tough. So yeah. fingers crossed we, we can get out of it. Yeah, I think you can't put too much emphasis on games against like the likes of Man City, Man United, Liverpool, yeah. etc. Um, I think... If you can get anything at home, it's a massive bonus. I mean, last season we beat Liverpool. We got a one-one against Chelsea at home, beat Arsenal, and then the teams in and around us were picked up points against. So I think that's key. Um, and I think going away from home, I mean, we was pretty awful last season on the road. But so yeah, I think your home forms um, going to be massive if you want to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, like I said earlier, or off air, I can't remember. It's difficult to gauge where we're at at the minute. And as I said, in in if you haven't seen it yet, head over to the BBC Sport website. You can see my weekly article on there. But I said it this week. Like I'm not panicking just yet. You know, it's difficult to gauge where we're at because we haven't played. We've played, in my opinion, three of the end of the season's top six. Uh, it yeah. would have been good to have had that looting game in there and then maybe beat them. If we'd have lost things, it looked, lost against them, things it looked even bleaker. But for example, if we'd have won there, we'd be sat here now on three points. Nobody's panicking, nobody's worrying. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's hard to gauge where we're at at the minute. We, we need a run of games, which we don't have until uh, yeah. November, against teams that aren't in the top six. Yeah, and so I think I've, I think we've all, you're in another um, thing is you've signed a lot of players like us last season. Yeah, I mean the media had an absolute field day, and I think 
I'm not sounding bitter or anything, but I know because Vincent Company is like quite well known in the media because of obviously Man City. He's probably had a bit of a reprieve um, because we signed no end of players last season, just to, like give you that strength in depth kind of thing. And talk sport and etc. Rather than go to say no, if I was to sign in another player, etc. etc. And that what um, that was like the monkey on the shoulders all season saying, oh, first of like signed 30 players and this, that and the other. So I think that's another factor with yourselves that you've got players need to adapt to Vincent Company's um, way of playing. Um, yeah, definitely. Also, probably back end of the season where things started to settle down and the team basically picked itself. So I think that's another factor in trying to stay in the league. You need things just to settle down a bit and players to adapt and settle into the way of how Vincent Compton wants to play. Yeah, completely agree. It took a while last season for for the new players that we brought in last season because last season we had an even bigger turnover of players. Um, it took a while, uh, even then in the Championship, um, but you don't get that luxury in the Prem. If you have a slow start, like you said, we've all said it, we can be caught adrift. Anyway, let's chat about the actual match. Um, we've learnt enough about Forest now. We've learnt enough about you know your opinion on Burnley, which is always good to get. Um, but what sort of game were you expecting? Not necessarily what score, but what sort of game are you expecting? Because of course we already mentioned the League Cup game. We said like nothing much really happened. I remember watching that, thinking that Burnley did well in the midfield in, in, in terms of controlling the possession, but never really did too much with it until you know the 85th minute or whatever it was when we scored. Um, but I think this time it's going to be a bit different. Obviously, you'll come out as I think a bit more. Um, you'll be expected to control the game yourselves, being at home and playing your starting eleven. Um, so, what sort of game are you expecting? Um, I'm expecting us to dominate, and I think it'd be quite a quick start from us looking to uh, get a quick goal in the first 10 minutes or so. If it doesn't happen, I think we've just got to uh, get behind the uh, forest and actually um, not panic too much. But uh, what I noticed in games against Burnley, well, the games what you played this season is that you're willing to commit a lot of players forward. Yeah. And I think we're playing to our hands because if you lose the ball high up the field, and you've got the likes of Taro Oanyi, Gibbs White, and Langer if he plays, or Hudson Adoy, whichever, then we've got pace in abundance to hurt you. So we'll probably like look to recycle the ball and get back to the other end um, of the pitch quite quick and probably do you on the counter. So I think that's going to be key for us. That's um, essentially what Spurs did to us, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, though, it depends what Vincent Company does because. I watched the highlights of that Spurs game and I thought, well, if we play like that, we've got a chance. But all depends if what mentality Vincent Company is going to have going into the game. Is he going to be a bit more like resolute and not commit too many plays forward or is he going to stick to how he's going to play as he has at the start of this yeah. season? So he's going to commit players forward <clears> and etc. So, yeah, I think that's uh, an area where we can uh, get at here. But, um, but but like I said, we we've just got to be quite resolute because you've got you have got players who can hurt us kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because yeah, we do throw players forward uh, with the you know the, the the thought process of winning the ball in the final third. Um, that and, and you know we've won the ball uh, more in the final third, I think, than, than the, the majority of teams in the Premier season. Done us a fat lot of good, admittedly, um, but that's why we do it. Um, but worth remembering, this is our first away game of the season in the league. 
So it's, it's it's interesting to see if companies are going to set up different because it's an away game, uh, first away game in the Premier League this season. Um, so that'll be a factor. Um, what sort of players should, should we be looking out for then? Uh, I know you mentioned a couple there, but who do you think is going to hurt us the most if someone's going to hurt us? Um, Gibbs White with his creativity. Uh, Tower One, he, he's, he's been on fire since last season. I, th- I think he's, apart from the game against Chelsea, I think he's... He scored about eight. Has he scored eight or nine in ten? So mm. yeah, he scored against Arsenal. Scored against Palace. Scored two against Sheffield. So one against Sheffield United. Then he scored two against Southampton back end of last season. So he's carried that form in, and it was a bit of a um, quite raw at the start of last season. But he's really they've really worked with him. His finishing and his all round game. And he is a top top striker. Um, so he's one player who I'll be probably pinning my hopes on to um, hurting Burnley on Monday. Uh, Anthony Alang, who's like he's he's coming to the side from Man U and he's he's been brilliant this season. He's scored one. He's had a couple of assists, etc. Then Gibbs White, who's pretty good. So I'd say them three are, uh, are the, the players what will can hurt you the most. Um, then obviously. Um, I think it's a case of in the middle of midfield who actually plays because Aurel Mangala, who plays for Belgium, he's had a decent start to the season. And mm. then Mangala might make his debut against Burnley on Monday. And we'll just sign the um, Argentinian Nicolas Dominguez from Bologna. So, yeah, it depends what he's going to set up in midfield, really. But um, I'd say uh, if, you, if I need to name three players who are going to hurt Burnley, I think it's going to be Anthony Alango, Tawarwani and Morgan Gibbs-White. Yeah, fair enough. Um, finally, score predictions. Um, it's fair to say you sound pretty confident, um, but what's your actual score prediction? Well, <laughs> with, with Forrest, I don't want to sound that I'm getting too above my station and being too overly confident because we know how football works. It bites you on the arse, doesn't it? Because um, yeah. that's where my confidence is coming from. If it was at Turf Moor, I wouldn't be as confident. So I am going to go for a, I'm going to say 2-0 Winter Forest. Fair enough. I'm going to go 1-1. I'm just just hoping that, yeah, we've been poor this season, if I'm honest. You know, there's not much to shout about so far this season, apart from maybe Lyle Foster and, and Coley Osho. Going forward, have looked OK. Defensively, we haven't. Uh, and your pace does worry me um, a little bit. Um, but I'm going to go 1-1. I'm hoping the company's going to look at the first three games, think, I've done this wrong, I've done that wrong, I've done this wrong, change it slightly, not commit as many bodies forward, try and hold off a little bit, maybe just not dash ball. Obviously, we don't, we don't want to go back to that. Um, but uh, just sit back, relax, try and control the game in, in, in the middle uh, and just don't let you get at us uh, in the way that I know you're going to try to do in the first 10, 15 minutes. Um, just try, try and take the sting out of it, get past that and, and then hopefully kick on from there. Yeah, I think from a Burnley uh, perspective, it's one of those games where just don't lose. They're just try and yeah. get out the game, just like get your first point on the board and then use it as a, like a springboard kind of thing. Um, yeah. Like I says, I, I am confident, but I've just got this fear that two things might happen in the game where you'll just sit back and we haven't got a clue how to break you down. Or it's just going to be one of those games where you we're going to be probably a bit complacent and you like do is 2-0. That, that's the two things yeah. I, I think. And um, 
We won't sit back. I'll be very surprised if we sit back. I think if we're going to try and control the game, we'll probably try and do it in the middle, get us foot on the ball, do it that way. It's not in in this new Burnley to sit back. It's not. It's not Sean Dash anymore. I've said I've I've said Sean Dash in a negative way twice in the past thirty seconds. I love the man before anyone gives me some shit. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's a different, completely different style of play. Um, maybe the complacency might creep in because of the start that we've had. I think a lot of the complacency, if, if you do get complacent, your players, for example, wouldn't necessarily be because of the start you had as well as it has been. I think a lot of people have now looked at Burnley and gone, actually, they're pretty poor. Maybe maybe we can get at these. We're not as poor as the results have made out. We've just had a tough start. Thanks to the teams that we've played, but we've made mistakes in these teams as well. And so has Vincent Company in the system. So it's going to be interesting, um, but uh, it's going to be a tough one for us, I think. Yeah. Having seen you this season and and I've seen other Premier League games. I think you're better than Everton. I think Everton are, are a very, very Everton, poor... Everton, Wolves, Sheffield United, um, Luton. Yeah. I said it at the start of the season, um, and, and I think, I now think some people will include us in this category, but there's some poor teams in this, champi- in this championship, in, in, this, in this Premier League this season, um, yeah. and Everton um, are one of them. I, I do yeah. worry for Everton this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, last season when we come in, you, you're thinking, well, who's worse than us? And I think it was the first time in a long while that all oh, the promoted uh, side stayed up. Unfortunately, yeah. Leicester had an absolute tailspin of a season. Leeds, Leeds were awful and Southampton were consistently bad. And um, yeah. and all changed managers all the way through the season. And look what happened. So, it, like I said, if... I can see a lot of similarities between us and yourself from last season in terms of coming into the league and everything. But yeah, if you stick with company and if he's like not too naive and willing to adapt, you will stay in this uh, division. But it's just a matter of like certain things aligning for that to happen. But um, yeah. going back to um, Everton, because um, there was a point last season where Steve Cooper's Name, um, he was on the verge of probably getting sacked, as we've mentioned. And um, before he got the Everton job, Sean Dyche was rumoured um, of getting the Forest yeah, job. Yeah, he, he went to a few Forest games as well, didn't he? Yeah, because he, he actually still lives in Nottingham with um, yeah. Ian Wayne and, and eventually um, Steve Stone, who was at Forest as well. And um, But looking at Everton last season, I, I thought they were awful and his football won't suit as one... I thought they were like quite, they're quite robust and they're quite cynical as well, and they just like play for a lot of free kicks and things like that. And yeah, I, I think you're a lot better than Everton, even though you haven't got a point on the board yet. So yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. I do think I do, I do still think we'll survive. If I'm honest, I do still think we stay up. Yeah. Um, but we do, but we need to make sure, like we said earlier, we don't get cut adrift. And and, and now's the time to start getting points. Get a point against you. And hopefully win against Luton. Maybe nick a surprise win against Man United because they're not what they used to be, as everyone knows. Yeah. Um, but fingers crossed. Um, final one from me, mate, and then then we're done. Um, just want to let everyone know where they can find your podcast and, and your content if they want to watch or listen. Yeah, so we're on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, it's the 1865 Notton Forest podcast. Yeah, happy days, happy days. Uh, well, thank you for coming on, Thomas. It's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, been ple- good luck for the season. Good luck yep. for the season. I'm not going to crack the usual joke that everyone says, um, but not on Monday. Um, I'm past that now. Past that now. Uh, good luck for the season, mate. I think I think yep. Forest will be fine, though.
Yeah, and I think you you just need to stick with company and you'll be fine. I'm sure they will, mate. I'm sure they will. But thanks, Carl, mate. It's been a pleasure. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.